Awesome, wonderful, that's great. I have a headache. I'm sorry, is it heat related, sound related, me related? Yes, today, three out of those, no. Two out of three ain't bad. Am I one of those three? No, no, you were, you were the one that wasn't it. Okay, good. I never know. Okay, can we charge Joe? Please? Starting. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers from all around the globe. Welcome to Yasotong. Yaso, Yasotong? You finally got Yasotone, it. Yasotong, <laughs> Thailand. I am Evo Terra. I'm Sheila D. And together we thank you for following along with our journeys around the, the Thailand. Because around the Thailand. We are in far northeastern Thailand. Um, coming up a little bit later on the program, we've got a really strange story from somewhere. And the reason I say that is I have no idea. But I do know that there's a great story coming up by somebody that we love. Promises. But before we get there, oh my God. We are recording live uh, in Yasotone, 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 Thailand, far northeast corner of Thailand. Um, we have just attended the Boon Bang Phi Rocket Festival, which is a festival that ushers in the rainy season. And let me tell you, people, the rainy season cannot come soon enough. It's hot out there. <sighs> like super hot. We just spent, I don't know how many hours. What's nine to, see, I'm so stupidly hot, I can't even think. We got there at nine, and we left around three. Yeah. So that's like the first half of the dial, so that's six hours. (laughs) I'm so impressed. Top half of the clock means six hours. (laughs) Six hours in stupidly hot temperatures. There's not a cloud in the sky when we got there. But you were brilliant, and yesterday you bought... An umbrella. A big. Just an umbrella, exactly. I bought a beach umbrella, a giant beach umbrella, you know, that you take out to the beach with you. Yeah, I bought one of those for the equivalent of $4. It was brilliant. I thought you were crazy, but you were brilliant. I'm telling you, we would not have survived that long without it. So let me me tell you, uh, listener, about this, and then Sheila and I are going to talk about it for a second. Boon Bang Phi Rocket Festival up here in Yasotong. We'll link to the information. One of the weirdest festivals in Thailand. Here's, here's the deal. Let me tell you the practical, and maybe I'll tell you about the history, but to me the practicality is way more interesting than the history. The practicality is that villagers from all over northern Thailand, this is called the Isan area, they have someone in their village that is called the Rocket Man. Yes, cue the song. And his job is to mix the appropriate chemicals, the sulfur, the charcoal, the lime, the whatever else goes in, and I forget what goes into, I forget, I have no idea what goes into gunpowder. They make their own gunpowder. And then they take these large, long bamboo tubes and they pack them full of 120 kilograms worth of this homemade gunpowder. They strap that 
onto a longer piece of bamboo to act as a tail. They put no fins on this tube of bamboo, and they then strap this to a large scaffolding some 30, 40 feet in the air and light it on fire. And it just goes and goes and goes. I don't know how many, how long this thing goes. It was crazy. And for the most part, most of them went off without a hitch. Yeah, they did. And because we're talking about, this is a contest and a competition. We probably saw 20 launches at oh, minimum. Yeah, I was going to say at more a minimum. like 30 or 40. They just go and go and go. And it's a gigantic drunk fest for three days, culminating today on Sunday. At the rocket. So that is what the Boon Bang Phi Rocket Festival is. Now, honey. Yes, dear. Are you cooled down enough to have a cogent conversation about what we just saw? I am on the edge of being cogent. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. How about that? All right, so uh, you got some good pictures? I think so. I, I, I'm playing with the new camera, so... We'll see. I wasn't happy with it yesterday. You know, this is not a festival. If this festival took place in America, you would not have had a good time photographing it for one simple reason. I couldn't get up close. Exactly. You would have to you'd be so far away, you'd need to invest in one of those $20,000 gigantic lenses. Can we do that anyway? No. No, no. <laughs> but because we're in Thailand, there are no things like um, safety parameters set up. Hey, I see signs all around town. Safety first. Yeah, well, not at the Yasotone Rocket Festival, <laughs> Boom Bong Fai. We were able to get within. I walked up. You did, too. You walked up to where these guys are strapping the rocket to yes. the scaffolding. Yes. And that was okay. Well, it was even so much so that I didn't even know one was going off. You're supposed to be around me when I'm shooting. I'm sorry. To protect me from running into traffic because I get so focused in on what I'm doing. And I was, strangely enough, I was shooting a, a, a drunk guy, one of the launch guys. Didn't realize that another launch was going. It went off while I was shooting and I was super close. Man, it was, it was pretty amazing. I'm, I'm amazed that, so we, we were sitting 75 yards away, maybe? Oh, easily. Maybe. Yeah. We sat there for the whole time. And it's, it's, all on my, it's all on Snapchat. If you've not yet followed me on Snapchat and you needed a good reason, this is the reason to follow me on Snapchat. Um, although, of course, by the time the show airs, it will not be live anymore. Wah, wah, wah. But it's okay. I'll go ahead and post this one up on YouTube, I hope. That's my goal, if I hope you put it on YouTube. If not, uh, Snapchat next time, you will learn, I guess. Is the way. <laughs> Stop lecturing. Anyhow, back to the internet. So 75 meters away, the good thing, the thing I just realized, so we were out there in the heat, which sucks. Yes. Um, it was loud as hell, which sucks. Yes. Um, the good thing is, we never once had the smoke blow all over us. Never, there was one, there was one rocket, I think the one that had trouble, one of the ones that had trouble, had a lot of smoke come off of it. Yeah. More so than any of the other ones. And it rolled towards us, but it never got to us. Which is good news for your beat-up lungs. I mean, yeah. that would not have been good for them. So that's good news. You know the weird thing that I noticed? What? Let me change that. What I didn't notice? What? At nowhere near where we were. Where the, where the, let's see, there were one, two, three, four smaller rocket launch areas, and there were two other ones. So there were six areas where they launch rockets off of these wooden scaffolding straight to the grass, which caught fire many a time. Yes. 
You know what you never, what we never saw anywhere near? Who we never saw anywhere near? Firemen. There was no fire department. No. There was not any, anybody with a hose. No. Or even a bucket of water. What I saw them doing was beating the fire. Yeah, just whacking the fire when it yeah. went off. And one of them got pretty big, one of the one little of the fires. fires. Yeah. So that was interesting. Crazy. You know what else I noticed? What did you notice, my dear? We were the only Farang up in that danger zone. There were very few. There were very <laughs> few of us, you're right. All the rest of the Thai people were at a, at a safe distance because at this festival, every year, every year, someone is either seriously maimed or killed when one of the rockets malfunctions. We did not see any of that. We luckily did not get maimed or killed. It was a blast, I, and, and I don't mean that. <laughs> in an appropriate way. Actually, I didn't do that uh, on purpose, but it was pretty amazing. It could be about five degrees cooler. Oh, I'm thinking 10. Well, I was thinking the Celsius, which makes it, I'll take 10, sure, why not? <laughs> a jacket Can you order that for next year? I certainly will give it a shot. So I think this kind of rounds out our weird Thailand festivals. Festivals. We've done the crazy Phuket yep. vegetarian festival. I did the Yaksant festival where the tattoos possessed people. I need to go to that one. We did the um, Songkran festival last month, the giant water fight, and now it's the rocket festival, the Boon Bang Pai rocket festival. I, I don't know how Thailand is going to top this. I don't know. We just, we need, what, what would be, what's better? You throw it out there. Maybe this festival exists. What's better than a giant rocket festival? What's bigger? Than this. Are you asking me mm -hmm. or are you asking our listener? I'm asking you. Me. Um, I don't know. This is pretty darn cool. I thought you were kind of crazy when you when you proposed it. And especially because it's not easy to get I got to. it. I got it. I got it. What? Am I'm afraid. Amateur nuclear reactors. That's <laughs> really all that we can do. Because in America, if you tell somebody you're the guy that makes the gunpowder in your hometown, guess what? Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Homeland Security, may we chat with you for a moment? <laughs> Here, we call this Sunday. And so you're going to tell me a story from what I understand about uh, hugging an elk. Or, uh, or attempting to or hug an elk. Um, if you'll excuse me for one second, I'll be right back. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm not going to bring the elk in, I hope, so that would be weird. Please accept our apologies, Jesse. Hi, my name is Jesse, Jesse Harley. Nope, just Jesse Harley. There's no two Jessies in there. Jesse Harley. As you heard, we were suffering from minor heat exhaustion when we recorded the first part of the show. Our brains were so overheated, neither of us could remember how to work the computer to figure out who was this week's guest. Sorry about that. So, tell our listener about yourself. I'm an entertainer is the best way to put it. I've been a filmmaker um, as long as I can remember. I've been directing and writing short films and recently a feature film. You can find me at Radio Mylar on Twitter. So Radio Mylar, M-Y-L-A-R. You live in Canada, which is pretty much the opposite temperature than we're dealing with in Thailand. We've had some pretty strange animal encounters since we've been on the road. But what was that about attempted elk hugging? Oh God. Okay. So let's see, where do I start? Uh, I think it all started when I was living in Calgary, Alberta at the time. My friend Ryan was um, back home in Nova Scotia and I got a call from him asking if he could borrow 
a number of thousands of dollars from me in order to fly from Canada to Romania to marry his internet girlfriend. Right. Stories always start that way or questionable. Of course. I mean, that's true that when that happened to me. Right. I mean, you know, this has happened to all of us, of course. So I'm like, you know, I didn't know what to do. I had gotten a big Christmas bonus. I didn't know how to spend my money. So I was looking at vending machines. Then he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'll give the money to, to Ryan and he can go off and marry his internet girlfriend. And he did. He went over and he went at he had a big thing in Scotland, um, a bachelor party in Scotland where he was drunk for 15 days straight. And then he went and married his girlfriend in Romania and had a, a honeymoon in Castlevania, basically, not Castlevania. What's the place? Transylvania. Where, you Transylvania. Mean? Thank you. Transylvania. Right. There's and probably then, a place called Castlevania, but that, anyhow. So he comes back and everything's peachy keen. And that's when everything goes to hell. Uh, he comes to visit me in Calgary, trying to get a job to uh, save up for when his wife can come over. And then two horrible things happen. A, a friend of a good friend of the both of ours passes away. And mm. pretty much at the same time, his wife decides to leave him, divorce him. So we're like, oh my God. So we're all, we're just depressed for weeks, mm. right? And it sucks and it's awful. And so I kind of, I'm kind of starting to snap out of it a little earlier than he is. So I come into my apartment. He's just lying on the floor, just, you know, in a heap of mess. And I throw sure. his backpack at him and say, pack your shit. We're going to the mountains until you feel better. He's like, okay. So he packs the stuff and off we get a bus and we're in Banff, Alberta. I don't know if you've ever mm. been to or heard Banff. It's amazing. Mountains are incredible. It's just Beautiful. so gorgeous. So this is all this is all getting to the elk. Trust me, this is all okay. part of it. <laughs> so I'm in a bamp and I'm trying to cheer him up as best I can. Uh, the the mountains are doing a great job, but he's still kind of you know, it's life hasn't really been roses up to this you know for the past little while. So I'm trying my best to keep him, you know, keep him happy. And uh, that's and elk are by the way, elk are everywhere. Yes, they're they're all over the place like cats. Okay, they don't come up and rub against your your leg, but they're within eyeshot, eyesight everywhere. <clears throat> so, uh, but they don't really get too close. So we went and explored a mine, and then we're coming back, and he's Wait, still kind you of. You went and explored a what? A mine. There's like a, a mine. little underground mine where there's yeah, um, naturally occurring sulfur pools uh, that are hot and smell like egg salad sandwiches. Okay. So yeah. <clears throat> so we're coming back through the parking lot, and he's still, you know, like I just can't. I just can't get get my friend to smile too much. So then we see this little ridge up to our right on the parking lot. And there's two elk standing up there grazing. And and Ryan, he gets a smile on his face. And he's like, Jesse, hey, look, elk. And look over and there's elk. Of course, there's elk. There's elk everywhere. Great. I'm like, yeah, there's, yeah cool elk. Right. <laughs> what else is new? And I was like, they need a hug. And he's smiling. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I, you know what, like, I gotta, I gotta keep the smile up on his face. So I'm like, you're right. They do need a hug. And I just opened my arms up wide, like a, like just a falcon. And I walked right towards them with a big smile on my face. Ryan, in the meantime, says, starts joking. It's like, ah, no, no, I was just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't hug the elk. Obviously, yeah. you can't hug the elk, Jesse. Right. And I like, no, of course they need a hug. They need a hug. So I, I walk up. I walk up the hill towards onto the little plane and, are, and I'm quick, quick point of order here. Are these boy elk or are these girl elk? I believe they were one, one boy, one girl, because one had antlers. That's a, that's definitely elk. a bull. So, okay. Yeah. Right. I just wanted to make sure. So we have, we have a potential mating pair of elk that you are approaching. The only good news is they're just on the other side of a parking lot. Be, you know, the natural habitat of elk. Please <laughs> continue. Exactly. So uh, I'm heading straight for the bull 
not even thinking, just arms wide open, big smile on my face, like walking right up to it. And Ryan's like, Jesse, stop. I'm like, no, they need a hug. They need a hug. And I keep walking towards it stupidly. So, so stupidly. And I get within maybe 20 feet of the bull. And it, and it looks up at me. It stops what it's doing. And it, and it looks up at me. And I'm just, <laughs> just still walking towards it. And it puts its head down and charges at me. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see that coming, obviously. This is where I wished I had brought my brown pants, as Deadpool so lovingly puts it. Uh, I turned tail and I ran so fast, so, so fast. I don't think, I think there was a Jesse-shaped cloud behind mm. me mm-hmm. as I like just soared off of the little embarkment down to the parking lot. And I'm I'm like sweating bullets. And here I am thinking I have to fight off an elk with my bare hands right right? so i don't know what else to do like i don't think i can outrun this thing oh my god so like i can't just run forever so i just i i stop i was like oh my god i have to i have to punch an elk in the face oh my god so i jump around i do a 180 in the parking lot fists up as high as i can go ready just to fight for my life with this elk and i stop and i look up and the elk hadn't moved Ah! It, it put its head down and it put its its, its hooves down a few t- like thump 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 thump, like yes. just two or three thump thump thump, and that's all it took for me to think I was being chased. Sure, of course. <laughs> the elk over reminding you. Let's see. Um, I have this large uh, weaponry on my head. I probably outweigh this biped by probably four <laughs> times. He clearly needs reminding of that fact. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and boy, did he ever! Uh, Ryan was basically in tears, laughing his ass off um, mm-hmm. beside me, uh, seeing the whole thing as I'm running away from nothing. And uh, I'm, of course, embarrassed, but uh, quite grateful to not be being chased and uh, not having to fight my way off of an elk. So we leave. I swear at the elk at some angry comments as we leave the parking lot. And to finish the night, I uh, and to kind of regain some of my dignity. We go to a burger joint, and I have uh, a, an elk burger. I eat one of its cousins <laughs> for revenge. Sweet, exactly. sweet revenge. And the burger was was served cold as a revenge dish best is served. And at this point in time, you're thinking, I should have just bought that vending machine. show. Sorry for the haphazard nature of this week's show. The Rock Cup Festival was, as Evo said, actually a blast, but we're totally wiped from the heat. Consider yourself lucky you even got a show. Now next week, we are going to take a nice and cool trip down to an island called Koyao's Noi or something like that. I, you know me in these Thai names, crazy stuff. Um, I'll actually be taking over Trippet's Snapchat account on Saturday and hopefully have no heat stroke. Be nice and cool time without any rockets, unfortunately, but nice island time. Yeah, just in time for the rainy season. Nice planning. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all of the music used in this episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week from the beach. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produce is made possible by listeners just like you. 
Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Podcast.